This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset. It's episode number 40. I'm your host, David McCabe, coming to you from Las Vegas at CES. If I sound tired, it's Thursday when I'm recording this. And I've been here since Sunday, Sunday to Thursday. I am wiped out, but I've probably had the best year at CES that I can think of. I've been doing this for 10 years now, and I can't think of a better year. And I can't wait to share it with you. I've got a few things for you. I want to say a big thanks to uh, some of the recent Patreons, Ryan and Gary. Thank you very much for subscribing to the Patreon. And Nathaniel for increasing your patri... what do you call it? Your patronage. And of course, Lance. So thank you very much for all the patrons that have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, you can help uh, this show out in the Reset Forums out as well. You can go out to patreon.com slash David McCabe. Always appreciate that. And uh, thank you to all the patrons who continue, you know, to keep me on, uh, keep me on the virtual payroll there. I really, I honestly can't thank you enough. You guys, you guys make this happen. You support it and you're paying for all those CPU cycles out there for uh, resetforums.com. I really do appreciate that. Now, I was at one of the after shows on uh, here at CES. This was Wednesday night, and I ran into a patron. Yes, I couldn't believe it. I honestly, I had just sent Ryan the stickers, right? So if you sign up for uh, to be a patron, even one dollar level or or up, I send you a reset sticker. And uh, I, I heard this voice, "Hey, David," and I'm like, "What? What? What?" And he said, "Hey, it's me, Ryan." Um, I'm, I'm your Patreon. I'm a listener. And I was just, I was flabbergasted. Uh, talked to Ryan quite a bit that night. Enjoyed, enjoyed his company. And uh, come to find out, I, you know, I had no idea I had a listener of my podcast coming here to CES to do some coverage. So I thought that was really neat. Kind of picked his brain a little bit. And uh, so go out to thinkcomputers.org. That's Ryan's site. And man, what, what a great news site for computing in general, right? So just everything you can think of from gaming to motherboards to just hardware. It's it is just raw hardware. It's a great site. I honestly I don't even know why I'm here now after visiting Ryan's uh site. It's uh, they do such a good job out there, so you probably should go out there. I'll put that link in the show notes so everyone can see that. He's got a great site. And you've got a podcast out there too. You can uh, click that link and Take a look. Take a listen. So again, CES edition, I've got some interviews for you. I'm going to start out with a, a show called Unveiled. And um, it's like the pre-CES show. And a bunch of vendors get into these big tables and you can um, and you can just walk around the room and talk to them. But my favorite part was I got to talk with uh, Richard Hay, uh, Rich, Richard Gunther, and Josh Pollard. I, I know you know all those names. 
So I talked to those guys, picked their brain a little bit, and asked them some questions, and got some, you know, got some great feedback from them. And I was um, super happy to, you know, meet up with all my friends. I I can't forget Andrew Van Til from Missing Remote. I, he was back here at CES, and I got to meet him again at Showstopper. So again, one of the things I like about coming out here is, you know, catching up with friends and uh, you know fellow bloggers and. You know, I see you see a lot of people out here. It's really, really neat to be able to do that. Now, having said that, you kind of all go your different ways and you know collect your your interviews and your info as you need. But uh, it is neat to catch up with them, even just for a brief moment to see your friends. Very fortunate to have friends like those guys, and uh, very fortunate to be able to do this to come out to CES and uh, and do it and again. Had a great year. So I'm going to quit rambling. I'm going to take us right in to the guys that I interviewed there at Unveiled. So let's let's talk to, to Richard Hay, uh, Josh Pollard, and Richard Gunther real quick. Here at CES 20, 2018, we're at Unveiled, and I, I've cornered Richard Hay. Everybody knows when OBS on Twitter. And uh, Rich, have you seen anything that just uh, captured your uh, fancy here at Unveiled? You know, I, a couple different things. I see a continuation of something from last year, the smart routers, the smart secure routers for homes that not only track your PC and your laptop and things like that that it knows about, but IoT devices, for instance, things you got, smart devices you got in the home that don't necessarily have their own security. They're continuing to see products come out to help to protect homes so that it notices misbehaving devices, I guess you call it. it. learns what its norm is, and if something goes out of whack, it sends a little alert to your phone and says, hey, this thing is not doing what it normally does. Cool stuff, right? Because security is important, especially with Spectre and Meltdown this past week. You want to know if things are not doing what right. they're supposed to and, do. Well, I thought all IoT devices were secure. No, not all. I, no, that's a misnomer for sure. And, and in fact, this year I've gotten to review a couple other devices, Cujo and the Norton Core, that do the same thing. And then I just um, I saw there's a company here that's got a little clamshell computer that runs on Android that's got a QWERTY keyboard and a touchscreen interface that is cellular capable. So apparently you can put a SIM in it and you can get cellular connectivity and Wi-Fi, of course. And so, you know, I, I'm not sure about computing on that size. But if that works for you, they've got an HDMI out on it, apparently, that will do wireless HDMI and some cool stuff like that. And just the number of sensors that are in the, the room here at Unveiled, sensors for your doors, your water lines, your hot water heater, your temperatures, whole home solutions that do everything from the windows to, you know, the basement. So, I, I mean, it's, it, that is, seems to me that's kind of IoT-ish because those things connect to your home network and then they do their thing and hopefully there's a good hub managing all that information. Companies want to make them smart. They want to help consumers at home know that, hey, you know what, your AC's done something weird a few days in a row. You might want to have a service technician come. It's going to be a big year for IoT, connected devices. I think that that is the theme that I'm picking up on that across all the different markets, the, the sensors, the things that can help me with data and observing and monitoring things is a big deal. And you know, and they're actually building solutions that use the data. It's just not static. You know, it's great to wear a tracker that says I took 4,000 steps today or that I slept six hours out of nine hours, but how do I improve? You know, what's, what gets me beyond those that static data? And a lot of these companies are building in the solutions to bring in that back end 
to analyze the data through AI, machine learning, and actually give you things you can use with that data, instead of just saying you did X. Right, absolutely. Data's king. Data is everything. All right, Richard Hay, thank you very much. Hey, good to see you guys. All right. All right, we're back at Unveiled, CES 2018, and I'm standing here with Josh Pollard from the DMZ. Hey, Josh, I know you feel kind of the same way. I'm a little underwhelmed at Unveiled. What do you think? Very, very underwhelmed. Uh, the most underwhelmed that I've been at an Unveiled. And I think you're generally low, like, you've disliked Unveiled longer than I have. But this year, I think it kind of takes the cake. Uh, I like what Blink is showing. I know there's all the new craziness with the Amazon acquisition, but their doorbell looks, it looks nice. It's cheap. I mean, you can't beat the price. It's $99 for a doorbell. It does. It's and I asked them if Amazon was going to let them keep going, and they just cringed. <laughs> they cringed at all my questions. Yeah, but that looks really good. Uh, but man, I mean, there's some, there's some interesting home automation stuff, but nothing that's really jumping out. Um, one of the things that really sparked our interest last year is Alarm.com had uh, smoke detectors that had speakers and Amazon's voice assistant built in. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it never came out. It's apparently available for pre-order now on Amazon coming out in March. So that looks cool. They're $250. And... If you decide that you're done with Amazon's voice assistant, they've got another one coming that supports Google's assistant, but you would have to buy a different one. Oh. Yeah. Not so a that, firmware update. Not a firmware update. They also have something else that you might be interested in. Okay. They're rolling out their own, essentially their own mesh Wi-Fi router. Alarm.com. Yep. Yeah, their, their justification for it makes sense that they're all about home security and lots of home security stuff is Wi-Fi enabled now, including some of their stuff. So it makes sense for them to offer a product that gives you better Wi-Fi in your house. And it doesn't make sense to partner with the 500 other Wi-Fi vendors on the shelves? <laughs> I asked them if they were actually like working with another partner, Netgear, somebody, and they said no. They've, they've put a bunch of R&D into this and they're doing it themselves. Oh, more power to him. I mean, I can throw a rock in here and hit a Wi-Fi vendor. <laughs> that is for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> There's even uh, a pair of boxers, Wi-Fi enabled. I don't know why, but they are. I don't know why. The, see, the the boxer thing sounded interesting. The, the signage says that it's about protecting you from radiation and stuff, which makes sense. But I don't know how Wi-Fi works into that. Maybe I didn't see it right, because if you're <laughs> protecting yourself from radiation, you definitely don't want to be beaming Wi-Fi at the boys. No, that would be a bad idea, I think. That sounds like a bad idea. You might need to go see the guys in their boxers again. I will go, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, back to CES Unveiled, and I finally cornered Richard Gunther. Now, Richard, I'm was talking with Josh. I'm a little underwhelmed by the showing here. But then again, this is like the warm-up for CES. Kind of tell me about Unveiled versus the rest of the week. So I'm always underwhelmed by Unveiled. I think Unveiled kind of sets the tone for the types of things you're going to see. But I usually don't find anything here that blows me away. 
usually one or two cool things. This year, probably one of my favorite things is a repeat from last year, but it's might actually going to happen this year, and that is the one link alarm from First Alert. I think that's the name of it. And it's going to have Amazon's voice services built into it. So you'll have your own basically echo in any room where you have one of these smoke detectors, which I think is brilliant. That was supposed to happen last year. That didn't come out yet. We're seeing so many things with voice services built in. We saw a mirror that we can just see over someone's shoulder right here that has the voice services built in. I actually think that's a smart idea, but you basically put a mirror in a bathroom for the life of the bathroom. So I am concerned about just, you know, how long will the technology live versus the device that it's in kind of thing. And I think we're gonna see a lot of that this year. Like, will the technology live as long as the device is supposed to? Right. Um, you know, as far as the rest of the week, I love the rest of the press events better than this one. I think Pepcom and Showstoppers, well, Pepcom at least is, usually a ton of fun. And we actually are gonna have the opportunity to roam the floor. We did not set a whole bunch of appointments. We have one day of appointments, and the rest of the time we're actually gonna to get to walk around and see stuff, which I haven't done in a while, so I'm excited about it. I tell myself to do that every year, yet <laughs> I have a OneNote tab full of times and appointments, and yeah, I did it again. Well, I will say that when I set just appointments, it's usually less strenuous because you walk less. You're just going from place to place and you're not trying to run around and see as much as you can. But I miss like finding the rare nuggets every once in a while. Yeah, going downstairs at the sands and going through the corridors and seeing what you can find. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So Unveiled is kind of, if you're picturing it, guys, it's like a big open room. It's full of uh, hideous lighting, but it's super bright. <laughs> And it's just booth after booth after booth. And it's not your typical show booth. It's more like a, you know, table space, presentation, banners. And it really reminds me of, you know, some of the, like, off-color type devices, like your mirror. There's a Pico Brew set. There is a lot of things here trying to grasp onto any type of trend and going forward. One of the cool things I saw was... There was, uh, you know, the essential oil movement where you put the oils in and they float up and they smell good. And there's, there's a little electronic one over there yep. that mixes different scents together to create, you know, mood. And, and mm -hmm. so you don't become uh, accustomed to a certain smell. It will shuffle different smells around. Okay. I'm getting a lot of head nods. And no, I, I, I get it. It's not my thing, but I get it. I get it. I think we were actually a little bit intrigued by a, a scent thing with custom scents and timing and stuff like that last year at Pepcom, actually. So yeah. I'm not surprised that's getting bigger. But it's that weird oddball stuff that I tend to gravitate towards, and I'm like, tell me about this. I don't know why. Yep. I mean, in my opinion this year, I'm just disappointed there are not enough light bulbs here. That's true. The light bulb era is kind of... We've been there. We've, we've been there. We, we've done that, and we realize that smart bulbs are cool, but unless you're changing colors, they're probably not the right long-term smart home solution. As we stand in front of, I can see two vendors within sight, but uh, they're the major <laughs> ones. So, All right, I just want to remind you guys that I don't do show floor interviews. All right. So this will not be on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> 
right, now, I've got some interviews with a couple of vendors that I want to share with you. I've got a couple of camera vendors, and you're going to have to bear with the audio. It is definitely show floor audio, and I've tried to clean it up as much as possible. But there's a lot of background noise, and it may be kind of hard to understand. And some of these folks, I would probably say that English was not their first language. But that's not going to impede me from talking to them, you know, because, I mean, some of this gear is really some of my favorite gear, and I wanted to talk to them about it, and I wanted you to hear from them about some of their gear. You know, when you talk to these guys, they're really proud of their stuff. It's really neat um, sometimes to be able to get in front of someone and let them, you know, talk about their gear, especially when it's early at CES. You catch them on Friday and they're just like, yeah, we got a camera. You like it? Yeah, just here, I'm out of here, you know. But um, it, it's really fun to talk to them. So let's let's talk to Foscam and Reolink and see what, they, um, see what they're up to here at CES. I'm here at Foscam talking to Neil and you've got a new wire-free camera. Can you yes. tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, the... The wire-free camera is our really latest products. This is really powerful, powerful products. The resolution is 1080p cameras, but on the market now, you cannot find a lot of battery cameras with 1080p cameras. And second, this is our brand new ideas. You see the slick design that is really pretty decent. And these cameras, we have free cloud. So as the market goes on, we see a lot of Probably cloud-free will be the next trend is. So cloud-free. Uh, yeah. Free okay. Cloud. So you don't back this up by any type of cloud storage, or just it's just local storage. Uh, this is uh, cloud storage, but you don't need to pay that. Okay. You don't need to pay because such as Nest, our competitor Nest, all the other competitors, they have to pay the cloud monthly. But this camera, you don't need to do that. And uh, these cameras, we support to up to eight cameras but we provide it to six free cloud cameras. So you'll support six cloud cameras for free. Yes. How long do you hold that storage? Uh, that was one gigabit. Okay, one gig. Okay, yes. one gig. Yes. Okay, you mentioned NAS. Now, I have a Foscam camera personally, and I hook it up to a NAS. Okay. Does the, does the wire-free camera support NAS uh, storage at all? The Foscam cameras can work with the NAS, the Synology or QNAP will, you know, okay. do really easy, yeah. Okay, and the wire-free one will do it? Yeah. Okay, that's yes. good. Yes. All right, so how long does this battery last? This is depends on the scenarios. Because okay. these cameras, you know, standby, we can probably six to nine months. It's a standby mode. Okay. You know, it depends on the, the motion detections trigger load. If you have a lot of traffic, probably will be that long. Yes. What kind of uh, battery is inside of it? Can, does the battery come out to charge, or do you take the camera off and then go inside and charge it? We have both that, and you know, you can, you can, you don't need, this is rechargeable batteries. You can just rechargeable the cameras totally, you know, the cameras, or you can take off the battery out. You can just rechargeable, uh, you have another rechargeable equipment and just okay. rechargeable. Just so swap the battery out so yes. that you don't have both. to, okay, both. That's both. good. Yeah. Yes. Because you can charge the cameras directly. Okay. You don't need, you know, take off the batteries. But you also have options 
you know, just take off the cameras, uh, take off the batteries. Okay, so the, the hub has a USB uh, spot on the back of it. Can I use storage on the hub like oh, that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I can store it on that and I can still look at that yes. footage from the app? Yes. Okay, have I missed anything? Uh, I think it's decent, that's it. All right, well, uh, are you on the market right now? Uh, that will be launched very soon. It's not ready. It's not on market right now. Okay, very soon. And what do you feel like the ballpark price should be? Uh, that will be around. I just wanted it would be decent price. Okay. That will be around one hundred sixty-nine or one seventy-nine for a single camera and the hub. Oh yes. Okay, yes. that's a good entry price. Yeah, this is uh, you know, exclusive news for you, huh? All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. All right, now we're talking about Reolink, and I've got the Argus camera. I'm a real big fan of the wire-free Argus camera, but there's a new camera, and it's the Argus 2. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, the Argus 2 is, it has a rechargeable camera, I'm sorry, it has a rechargeable batteries, and it also supposed to be charged by the solar, solar panel. Oh, by the solar panel, yeah, that, I mean, if there was one negative thing I did not like about the battery or about the re the Argus was the batteries because the, they kind of got expensive. Um, so you can use the Argus too. Okay. Um, we have a rechargeable batteries, so uh, there is no need to replace the batteries. When the camera it has run out of electricity, you can just put a five voltage uh, DC power adapter to power it out and charge the batteries. Okay, so I need to t do I take the camera indoors and recharge the battery, or do I do I is a, the battery removable? Yes, it's removable. It's removable, so I can charge. I can get an extra battery and charge it inside and go swap it out. Of course. Okay, awesome. So I don't have to take my camera down. But you also have a new 4G camera, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a 4G camera. Tell me a little bit about it. It's like a bullet style. Yes, it's like a bullet style, and just it's different from the Argus. So um, with the Argus, you will need to connect it to a wireless router. But with this 4G camera, there's no need to go with any router. You can just insert a SIM card in, then it will connect to the internet. And you can connect to the camera anywhere. Okay, is this going to work with uh, the American carriers? Uh, yes, the American carrier AT&T. Okay, AT&T. Now, I forgot to ask you about Argus 2. Is this on the store shelves right now? Can I buy that? Um, no, the Argus 2 is not available yet, but it will, it will be available to be purchased very soon. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. I hope you found that kind of fun. I did also talk with EasyViz, and I've got a lot of notes about EasyViz, and I think that we're going to have to do something special for those guys. A lot of good information. I may talk to about them on one of the next shows. There's just way too much to go over from those guys. Just it was a great. I, I assume it was a great show for them. But here, some of the best news I got out of out of CES was that Ring's security system is actually going to be released. I was so worried later last year about their little squabble with ADT and this device not being able to hit the market. But, you know, let's just go. Let's talk to Ring.com right now. Let's you listen. I'm here at Ring speaking with Yasi, 
And you've got big news for me today, and I'm so happy. Yeah, we do. We have quite a bit of news. So um, we're, we're able to relaunch our, our alarm today, and it's now called the Ring Alarm. That's our professionally monitored home security system. And we've also launched two new indoor-outdoor cameras and a line of smart lights. Okay, now the, the Ring Alarm, is it? Yep. Is that still coming in a kind of a package deal? Yep, we'll have a, a starter kit, like a security starter kit, with the base station, the keypad, a contact sensor for your doors or windows, and a motion sensor. Okay, did anything change with the protocols that were first announced inside the box? Nothing changed. Um, we use the same uh, communication protocols like Zigbee, Z-Wave, and Wi-Fi. We still have battery LTE backup on the device, um, and the base station still can be powered by batteries as backup. So nothing has really changed. We just have some software changes. Okay, so a little thing, something behind the scenes. Can you add a little more into that? So. Um, you know, now that we've launched our indoor cameras, um, the idea is is that if you arm your system, your ring alarm system, that's when your indoor cameras will get armed and turn on and detect motion. So it's a little bit more comprehensive in terms of a total system. Okay. Anything to add with the outdoor cameras, like the ring floodlight? Um, so the ring floodlight, um, that hasn't had any updates. However, now um, with our ring beams line of, of uh, lights, those communicate with your floodlights, your spotlight cams, with your uh, stick-up cams, and your doorbells to create a really comprehensive home security system that's very DIY. Okay, and the Beam was a, a recent acquisition you announced today, right? Yeah, we just announced our acquisition of Mr. Beams. We are now putting out a line of, line of smart outdoor lighting called Ring Beams. Um, and all of those lighting uh, items will communicate with your other devices um, through a radio frequency. Okay, awesome. And you have, what I forgot about this, is this more like uh, deck lighting? Um, yeah, so that deck light or step light is a part of the ring beam system. So okay. we'll have a spotlight, um, a, a traditional floodlight without a camera, a deck light, and then a pathway light. Okay, so that almost looks like a, a motion-controlled light that shines downward wherever you need it. Yeah, so it's like your traditional lighting that's all motion based so if someone steps in front of it it'll turn the light on showing you exactly what's going on okay very well so can you tell me a, uh, a good date for uh, the ring alarm so um, we don't have a firm date for when it's going to be available but we are going to release it in, in the spring of this year so okay. we'll release uh, the firm date a little bit later on okay and the rest of the products that you announced spring 2018 spring 2018, 2018. we're keeping our lips sealed you, for now you know i am not going to complain i'm so happy whatever you had to do with adt to get that done i'm yeah. so happy we're looking forward to releasing it too thank you very much thank you hope you're not tired of this i've got four more for you hang in there because these are some good ones i've got my smart blinds a company with a product called Milo, you're going to want to hear this, Abode, great interview. And we're going to round it up with my favorite of the CES, my favorite of the CES, of CES, is Fabaro. Some great home automation and uh, IoT gear. So you're going to want to hear this. Let's start out with my smart blinds because I've Oh, I had such an extreme interest in this company, and I really want to apply this to my to my home one day. So I thought, hey, let me stop by and go talk to these guys. I'm here at My Smart Blinds here at CES 2018, talking with Emily, and you've got some new things to share with me this year. We do. We are announcing a retrofit kit for all roller shades. So if you have a roller shade, it doesn't matter what brand you have. 
uh, or what size tube you have, we have a retrofit kit that will that you can now uh, put inside of your roller shade and make it smart. Awesome. And your bread and butter has been like two and a half inch shades, right? It's been two and a half inch horizontal blinds as well as a retrofit kit for those blinds. So we manufacture custom window coverings as well as the retrofit kits. Okay, yeah, so you'll sell me a kit that I can in my house to automate my blinds. Right, right. So we've been selling the the horizontal blind kit for about a year now from our website, mysmartblinds.com, as well as Amazon, because uh, we also have um, Alexa compatibility um, that is coming out in March. That's something that we're announcing here, as well as Google Home and um, Samsung Smart Things. Okay, excellent. Now this is all Bluetooth low energy, right? It's all Bluetooth low energy. So you have direct connectivity to your phone. If you have not adopted a home automation system, we are the only uh, automation company in the world that has direct connectivity to your phone. So you, this works with or without um, automation pl- platforms. Okay, and you also won't you also have some kind of switch where I can just walk in a room and, and tap a switch and, and roll a blind up and down? Yes, it's called our smart switch. Again, um, part of our slogan is solar, simple, solar, smart. And we like to stick with this simplicity. So the smart switch is a simple peel and stick to the wall. And you can control up to five groups of blinds with uh, six groups or six blinds in each group. Okay. So. And I'm glad you reminded me of solar because you also have that little solar backing panel right to assist the battery Uh uh-huh so we love to encourage our customers to buy the solar option solar charging option because it's really a no hassle uh, way to have your uh, blinds work forever so we're taking advantage of all of that energy coming in from uh, the sun you know into your window absolutely well thank you so much for talking with me today thanks david Now these next guys have a product named Milo and I'm just going to, I'm going to just jump in here and just let the interview explain itself. And now I'm here with Ashwanth and we're talking about Hogar. Now Hogar's got a new product that was released just recently and it's called Milo. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, Milo is the first ever smartphone speaker hub that has Z-Wave, Zigbee, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth inbuilt into it and it also works with Google Assistant. This is the first ever smart home speaker to do that. So what we tried to do was to uh, solve a problem where users are uh, having to buy multiple devices like a speaker and then a hub and then something else and something else. We thought like why should people buy so many devices? We need to reduce the clutter in the house not add to it. So we clubbed everything together and we came up with one product. Now this one supports all all the uh, popular uh, home automation platforms right now and we also thought about what if people are not able to talk to the speaker all the time. Like if your baby is sleeping, you don't want to wake, wake the baby up. So we added touch controls on the top. If you touch, uh, we, we three, uh, three uh, unique touch controls that you can pair them at, with a scene or an individual device. You can touch them to control the scene as in you can shut down the whole house or wake up the whole house or control the temperature. There's a slider too that you can uh, slide and reduce the volume, control the volume and put the speaker on uh, mute, uh, go into the settings to add additional things. So we try to solve all these uh, issues that a user can have uh, possibly. So I don't have to buy a separate Milo for my Google and a separate one for my Amazon account? No. Now, can I address them like one after another? Like if 
Alexa doesn't know my my question. Can I just ask Google? Sure, sure. Yeah, and you can buy more uh, more than one of these, and one of these will act as a master, and the others will act as a slave. You can actually also pair these with uh, other sp smart speakers. You, are, you could possibly having uh, Google Minis at home. Get one Google Mini for each individual room, get this for living room, and they will all pair together and you have a smart speaker ecosystem in the home. That awesome. That. Now you've also got this little device sitting next to it. Try to We'll try to visualize this on the podcast, but can you explain that to me? Sure. This is uh, what we call this as a pebble. This is a portable touch button that you can carry around in the house. Uh, so what we tried to do with this is that it's possible that you got Milo for your living room and you could be in the bedroom and you wouldn't want to yell over and then say, hey, Google, try to do this. No. Uh, so we, we tried to solve that with this. Uh, this is a portable touch button, like I was saying. Uh, with this, you can pair up to 10 scenes. And since this is portable, you can touch it, uh, uh, paste it on a glass surface, leave it on the tabletop, carry it in your pocket, and then... Uh, Tap it, double tap it, swipe left, swipe down, and then swipe circular, anti-clockwise, and then pair it with a scene or a device again. Uh, so you won't need to walk around, uh, reach out to the speaker, and then talk to it. Right. From your bedroom, you can control your whole house. Right, and we're talking, I mean, this is maybe a two-inch device, maybe, that's about a half inch thick, uh -huh. maybe a little bit. It's got a glass top and a metal ring and a plastic. It's it's a very b well built and its battery life is good for two years. Two years. So I could, you could attach some scenes like you were saying for lights and, and mood or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. stick this on the walls here right. and there. Okay. Right. Carry one for each room. I mean, it's Bedside, just, it, yeah. yep, it just retails for $49. So get one, get the Milo for your living area and get one, uh, get Pebble for each room for each room. I like that. So uh, what kind of go-to-market time do we have on this? So end of Q1, that's what we're trying. Pebble is already selling in the international market. People love this. Kids absolutely in love with this product. We are trying to get these uh, into the U.S. market by end of Q1. We hope we can do that. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Abode had some big news this year. I mean, some big news. I'm going to just jump into this interview and hopefully it explains itself. But this is a product that I'm extremely interested in looking at. You hear that abode? I'm extremely interested in checking out your product. Here is abode. I'm here with Brent and we're in the Z-Wave booth and we're talking about abode. Now, you, abode has a new... A new hub for me, right? Yeah, uh, basically a home gateway that does home automation and security. Uh, we're a security-first company, but we because we packed our uh, all of our hubs with Zigbee and Z-Wave, a proprietary wireless protocol, and then we also integrate with Nest, Google Home, uh, Alexa, a bunch of popular devices like LifeX, Philips Hue. What we wanted to offer, in addition to security, was home automation as well. So we've got really kind of two different types of users. Some people love us because of our, our legacy or our roots are really in uh, professional grade security. So everything that we've done is really make the hub um, that professional grade security that people need with battery backup, cellular backup, uh, and kind of that core security functionality. But we extend it with that home automation option. All right, so you hit a lot of keywords really fast for me. So explain the new device, because this just went on the newswire this week, right? That's correct, yeah. So we basically had an older, or not, our, our current version of our hub basically doesn't have a camera. Uh, so we were getting a lot of requests from people saying, hey, that are in apartment buildings, they want like an all-in-one device with a, a live HD streaming camera. So we actually integrated 
integrated an HD streaming camera uh, into this device. Um, it still acts as a hub, but it's a perfect uh, solution for people that maybe want to start out in an apartment, but then take it to a larger home when they move and add on additional sensors. So every sensor that we offer today is compatible with both versions of our hub, but this hub right here has some new bells and whistles under the hood, like HomeKit, uh, 1080p camera, two-way voice, things like that. Okay, excellent. So we're talking sensors. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of folks have already been in the hub business and may already have something, and you're Z both Zigbee and Z-Wave compliant. Correct, yeah. So we are Zigbee and Z-Wave compliant. A lot of sensors you can basically pull out, and some of them work automatically with our uh, solution. It really depends on how the manufacturer implements it, whether they follow a standard in that implementation or whether they kind of deviate a little bit. So our goal as a company is to really be uh, kind of user experience first. So we typically certify devices because we want to make sure they work really, really well because people are depending this uh, for security of their home. So we want to make sure that when a door opens, it actually registers as an open door. Uh, so we do have a certification process that we go through. Um, we typically follow the community. We've got a really active Reddit community uh, that we really enjoy hearing feedback from in terms of which sensors we should support. So they really help us drive our roadmap. So if there's a you know popular sensor out there, chances are we, we do integrate with it. All right, so if you do have that uh, certification level, do you have a package deal with the new abode system? Um, so with the new abode system, we actually sell it as a standalone device, um, uh, basically going to retail for $329. Um, we do have another package that basically is like a starter kit. Um, it removes the, the streaming camera for people that don't need a camera, but in that starter kit, we've got two door window sensors, a motion sensor that has a still camera that will take photos of if somebody's walking around your home or something like that and the alarm activates, it'll actually show you immediately on your phone what triggered that alarm, and then it also has a remote key fob as well. So it really just depends on whether a person wants that all-in-one device and wants to add on, kind of ad hoc to their system, or if they want that starter kit. Okay. Now, that's that sounds like the old system to Correct. me. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So the old system is more for those people that want that kind of like to start with that base and kind of add, you know be able to track that. This device is actually going to stand alone, but you on our site can add on additional sensors to really customize it to your own individual home. Okay. So that means you're going forward with the older hub and not not isolating those customers that purchase that. 100%. So we're actually going to continue to sell both products because we actually look at them as uh, really unique use cases. Some people have requested this and other people don't want a streaming camera maybe or they don't want their security hub sitting front and center in their in their living room. So really it depends on the user and what they want. So we're really trying to cater to what you know people have asked us for. Um, and essentially under the hood, the software is going to be the same. So if you have you know our uh, older version of the hub or the new version of the hub, the automation engine, all the software updates are going to apply to both systems. All right, same app for both systems? Correct, yep, 100%. Because I'm personally, I don't need the camera, Yeah. but I like the kit. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a solution for you, and uh, we, we want to make sure that we're you know open to really kind of all consumers because no, no two homes are alike. So it really just depends on what you want. You can customize it to your needs, and we really have a solution out there for everybody. How about monitoring packages? Yeah, so we're actually, we developed a system because we wanted to really reinvent the security space, and one of the things that we realized is not everybody needs professional monitoring, but some people do. So we came up with the notion of on-demand professional monitoring. So we offer one of the, the most featureful uh, free plans out there. You can install the system. Uh, basically self-monitor your solution for free. So if your alarm goes off, it sends a message to your cell phone uh, or your smartphone, Android, or iOS device. You can say, hey, is this a real alarm? And if so, you could call the police yourself or you could just tag it as a false alarm. Now, we have some customers, though, that want that professionally monitored solution. So we actually offer that for a monthly fee or uh, we also offer it in three-day or seven-day increments. Perfect for people that might be going away for a week or a vacation, you know, quick, quick weekend trip. So we offer that plan to really turn on that professional monitoring only when you need it. We don't lock into long-term contracts. You're not stuck to a three-year contract. You can turn it on as, as you need it. 
All right, so it, this is IOTA by Abode, and when does that hit the market? Yeah, we're targeting uh, late March, so end of Q1. Um, it will be available direct on our website, Amazon.com, and we're working uh, right now to kind of finalize some agreements with, uh, with a few retail partners. All right, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, we're going to round this podcast up, episode 40, with Fabaro. There's some really cool stuff in here, and I think that we could have Fabaro on in the future and really dig into some of their products. I was super impressed. I've, now, I've always, I've always known about Fabaro, right? I always stop. I always look at the gear, and I haven't really like dug in with it. And I think 2018 is going to be the year where I make some decisions about my smart home. And I really think Fabaro is going to be kind of center into some of those decisions. Super impressed with their gear. Super impressed with their people. And I'm just going to let you listen to this and we'll get out of here. We'll just wrap up episode 40. I'm at the Fabaro booth talking with Rich. And we've been talking about some of your new devices. And I'm really excited about the wall plug and all the different things it can do. Hey, Dave. Thanks for coming out and seeing us here. Uh, yeah, our, our wall plug is an exciting new product that uh, will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're showing it here at uh, CES. I almost said CEDIA there. <laughs> That's okay. We, we cover that too. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so what's really unique about our wall plug is that the wall plug has energy monitoring built into it. So you see that uh, colored ring um, that is a visual cue to tell you how much power is being used. So it really becomes helpful um, when you have those phantom power devices like your cable box, you know, you, you hit the power on it, it's still using 20 watts, you're really able to visualize that. Um, and so what else is unique on it is that we've added a, a USB uh, charger on the side, so you can actually plug your phone in and use something in the smart. And the uh, USB port on the side also has energy monitoring built into it. So one of the examples in my house, um, I use it for my good morning scene. My phone, when it's uh, laying on the side of the bed, uh, on the bedside, you know, fully charged, it's about 4.5 watts. The second I pick it up in the morning, the, uh, the screen uses more power consumption, so all of a sudden it jumps to like six watts. And I based my good morning scene on that particular trigger. So when it sees, you know, between five and seven o'clock in the morning that the power's gone up, you know, just to that little bit, my good morning scene starts so I don't have to do any voice I don't have to hit one of my buttons uh, it's, it's a it's a nice thing to do uh, when you start watching energy monitoring within the home that's fantastic and the and the ring the light ring around it I can just use as a visual cue say hey if we're pulling X amount of kilowatts you know light that ring yeah absolutely so the ring changes to different colors and you know within our settings you have the, even the ability to go in and and turn it off completely uh, we use it as a night light too. It's got a really soft glow to it, so it lights up, especially like in kids' rooms. Uh, we've seen a lot of people really liking that too. All right, and it's now HomeKit compatible? No, so no. The, that is the Z-Wave version. Okay, so it's going to work with SmartThings, uh, Vera, URC, of course our controllers, uh, pretty much Nexia, any of the Z-Wave hubs out there it'll, it'll work with. Okay, because I was getting ahead of myself. I'm thinking yes. Button. Yes. The Button, which was one of my favorite devices, is now HomeKit compatible. So that's another product that we're rolling out here. We're excited because our button on the Z-Wave side has done so well and a lot of people really like the button. You know, the simplicity of, of having them in a couple different locations, personalizing them to different people within the home. You know, you got different colors. Uh, kids use it, adults use it. Um, but so now we've brought that into the HomeKit side. So 
the HomeKit button version is going to come out also in about three weeks. Um, you know, basically the same functionality as the Z-Wave. Um, the only difference is, is that um, you've got less action. So you're only going to have a single click, a double click, and a hold versus on the Z-Wave side, you've got a couple more. Um, but, you know, what's beautiful with it is that you, on the HomeKit side, you don't need an application. Right. Now all of a sudden, your, your Philips Hue light bulbs, your Sylvania light bulbs, uh, your lock, you can lock with a single click, your good night scene, your good morning scene. It works really well. I'm glad you said kids because my kids love the red button and I probably need to send it to you because I swear they're wearing it out. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> it's good. They can keep, continue to press it. It's not yeah. going to wear out. I mean, we've, uh, we've tested that thing. It's 10,000, 20,000. It's, you know, it, it's bulletproof. Uh, but it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's amazing how something so simple can work so right. well. And, you know, it's, it's funny because there's a lot of other people coming out with buttons now too. And, you know, I remember when we were designing that, we, you know, we, we thought it was such a simple thing, you know, and I get people sometimes asking me, you know, well, what about voice? And I'm like, okay, so are you yelling, you know, to your Alexa or your Google in the middle of the night and the thing's blurring and waking people up? You know, I've had it on the side of my bed to turn the air down a couple degrees, you know. It's so simple. You can literally yeah. just pull your hand out and yeah. tap it and, you know, you're done. Absolutely. You're you probably shouldn't have allowed me to give it five button presses to program. <laughs> That's where that's where my kids are loving it. Yeah, so uh, you could you could play games with it. You know, like what is it going to do now? You know, what lights? You know, we have the good night scenes, the good morning. You know, the movie time. You're changing colors. It, it, there's a lot of fun you could have with it. Thanks for talking to us today, Rich. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Come in anytime. We'd love to talk to you some more. All right, thanks for borrow. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening all the way here to the end. It's been reset forty. I've had a complete blast at CES and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. We'll get back to the like regular podcasting schedule and I say that I'm only going to talk I usually end the you know the the CES coverage with one episode. And I think I'm gonna kinda renege on uh, on that. I think I'm going to do a couple, but I'm gonna talk in depth about some more companies and I think that you're gonna like it. So we'll sign off for now. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you out there in those Reset Forums, resetforums.com. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com. Darley Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.